过去一个星期是温哥华教会跟本来比教会合办的学生灵恩大会。And、uh, for the past week, the Vancouver Church and the Burnaby Church have jointly held the student spiritual convocation. 啊，今天呢还要做这个结束了。And today is the conclusion to the event. 通常结束的时候会一起领受圣餐。And usually towards the end, we will conduct the Holy Communion. 我们我们也把握这个机会，跟所有的信徒有在场的也一起来领受圣餐。And we also like to take this opportunity to partake in the Holy Communion with. All the members. 明天就是全世界都在庆祝的这个圣诞节。Tomorrow is Christmas Day celebrated by Christians all over the world. 全世界绝大部分的基督徒都会很欢乐的为耶稣庆祝生日。And tomorrow, uh, most of the Christians will be joyously celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. 然而，圣经并没有教导我们要为耶稣庆祝生日。On the other hand, the Bible did not tell us to celebrate the birth of Christ. Because Jesus is God who is manifested in the flesh and came into the world. He is the first and the last. So it is meaningless to celebrate the day he was born in the world. Because Lord Jesus exists since the beginning of time. So, the Bible did not tell us to celebrate the birth of Christ. But the Bible also specifically However, the Bible did remind us again and again to remember the death of Christ. It is through the partaking of the Holy Communion that we remember His death. This is a truth in the Bible. And it is also a truth that is maintained by the true church. And that is why the true church is different from the other churches. Before we partake in the Holy Communion, let's first discuss the meaning of Holy Communion. We're going to raise a few points. First, and the first is that to receive the Holy Communion, it means we are partaking in the body of Christ. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 and verse 24. 23, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. 24, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Here it tells us what we are eating during the Holy Communion. Today, if you are invited over for a meal, you must be interested to know what you are being fed. What are the dishes they are serving? And is there one of your favorite dishes? The Holy Communion is different from any other meals. The Holy Communion is known as the Lord's Supper. So what are we eating? 
Lord Jesus is not serving us a chicken, beef, pork, or lamb. When the Lord Jesus instituted the Holy Communion, what was He serving us? And just now we have read verse 23 and 24, and we understood. Our Lord Jesus is serving His flesh to us. Our Lord Jesus is offering us His body. Why do we partake in the body of Christ? Let's turn to Gospel John, chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 53. John, chapter 6, verse 53. So why do we partake in the body of Christ? Our Lord Jesus explained it well himself. If you do not partake in the flesh of the Son and drink his blood, then there is no life in you. What kind of life is it? It is not a physical life. Physical food shall sustain the physical life. However, if you require spiritual life, then you would have need for spiritual food. What are spiritual foods? Jesus said here that you eat my flesh and drink my blood. Once you have partake them, you have life in you. And you shall receive eternal life. And on the last day, Jesus or God will resurrect you. The body that we have is a physical body and physical life. In another week, it will be the year 2023. And everyone will be joyously welcoming a new year. If you think about it, what is there to be so joyous about? If you think uh, from a negative point of view, it means one new year, one less year to live. Like into this uh, basket of flowers, beautiful. It is at the peak of its life when it's blooming. But after you leave and go home and come back next week, the flowers would have withered. It seems that the flowers have life, but the source of life has been cut off from it. From them. The flowers have no root, and it's not, and, and it's not uh, stuck to the ground. Once it withered, it will not revive. This goes the same for our human life. Our physical life will pass one day. Once we pass a year, there's one year less for us to live. Unless you're connected to the source of life, which is the one true God. Unless you have come to know the Savior of mankind, Jesus Christ. Listening to the gospel and believing in him is not enough. Our Lord Jesus says, you have to partake in my flesh so that you have spiritual life in you. 
末日的时候，你才可以复活啊。So that on the last day you will be raised from the dead. 所以主主耶稣很爱我们。And our Lord Jesus loves us dearly. 主耶稣要请我们吃他的肉，请我们喝他的血。He is serving us his flesh and his blood. 但是主耶稣在讲这段话的时候，并没有解释意思什么个状态之下吃。However, our Lord Jesus did not further explain under what circumstances we are to eat His flesh and drink His blood. So many people don't understand. So a lot of people are confused. Why should I partake in the flesh and blood of Jesus? Uh, it is during the Holy Communion that we partake in the flesh and the blood of Jesus. There are spiritual, this is a spiritual mystery. And most other denominations felt that uh, the Holy Communion is symbolic and it has only teachings. And there is no spiritual efficacy to this sacrament. Because those denominations, they do not have the precious Holy Spirit. They do not understand the mystery The mystery of the Holy Communion is the sentence spoken by Jesus when he was giving thanks. Let's turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. Chapter 11, verse 24. And what he said when he gave thanks is very vital. Before he gave thanks, the bread he took was an ordinary bread. But after he gave thanks, it has spiritual efficacy in that. Verse 24, the main point is that he spoke these words. This is my body. These are words spoken by Lord Jesus. And the words spoken by Jesus brought with them power. And the words spoken by Jesus is also the truth. And after he had given thanks, this bread in the spirit has changed. Physically, it is still a bread. However, spiritually, it has now become the body of Christ. So once you have partaken in the bread, your spiritual life will be connected to the life of Christ. Therefore, this is not an ordinary ceremony. The Holy Communion conducted by the Church is in complete compliance to the Lord's Supper. It has spiritual efficacy and mystery in it. There was once a true seeker who came to observe our Holy Communion sacrament. In our true church, if you have not been baptized into the church, you are to refrain from partaking. You can only partake once you are baptized into the church. Only when you have become a part of the church, become a part of the body of Christ, that you will be able to partake in the Holy Communion. But when this true seeker was observing the Holy Communion sacrament, his eyes were opened wide. And he asked the person sitting beside him, why are you serving a piece of meat? 
What he saw that was being served were pieces of meat. In fact, the Lord Jesus had opened his eyes. And he saw in the spirit that the bread is the meat of the body of Christ. We have these kind of testimonies all over the world. Brothers and sisters, sometimes even true seekers during Holy Communion sacraments, God opened their eyes and they saw pieces of meat being served. And even if our Lord Jesus did not open our eyes, but with faith, the truth tells us how much our Lord Jesus loves us. Sometimes we ask, how much does Jesus love me? And Jesus not only provided you with life, he gave you a house, your car, your money. But these are not the most precious that our Lord Jesus has blessed you with. In fact, you don't need to believe in the Lord Jesus to obtain the luxuries of life in this world. A lot of people do not believe in the Lord Jesus, yet they still enjoy good life on earth. Do not anticipate that after you have believed in the Lord Jesus, your life will be better on earth. That is not the teaching of the Bible. What is the most precious thing that Jesus can give you? It is something that the world cannot. That is, he gave you himself. Our Lord Jesus gave you himself. How immense this love, this love is. So Holy Communion means that you are here sitting in the chapel, a feasting in the body and blood of Jesus. But when you partake it, won't be moved by his love. Therefore, when the church conducts Holy Communion sacrament, you must come to partake in it. No matter how busy you are, you have to take the time out. And after partaking in the Holy Communion, your faith would improve. And point number two for receiving the Holy Communion. It is to remember for us to remember his death. Let's look at the latter half of verse 24. Do this in remembrance of me. And Lord Jesus wants us to remember that he has died for us. And we can ask ourselves this question, who would not know that Jesus had died for us? We all know this. But why do we especially have to remember it? Knowing it and remembering it are two different things. We know this a fact, but sometimes we don't put it in our heart. Because there are many other things that happen in our lives. And they often cover up what is important in our life. For example, the mistakes that we make in life our failures that we experience, or the weaknesses we feel in our faith, 
or the complaints that we have. These tend to make us forget how much our Lord Jesus loves us. If you sometimes listen into the conversations of brothers and sisters, 你仔细听一听, 有多少人常常提到, 主耶稣, and, the, and if you listen carefully, how many of them actually mention that our Lord Jesus loves them very much? 我听到的, 大家都是说, 哎呀, 我的问题有多大? Most of what I hear are that uh, how much how big my problems are. 我有多烦恼? Or how much stress I am under. 言下之意就是, what that person is saying is that the other party is probably having a better life than me. And why is it our Lord Jesus did not take care of me? And sometimes uh, these words are not said, uh, are not spoken out directly, but we tend to complain about it. The devil knows our weakness. As, as long as we stop remembering the love of our Lord Jesus and we stop remembering his death, our faith will not progress. After Paul had converted to Christianity, he did not have one good day on earth. If from the worldly point of view, he came to be a Christian, but it was actually a loss for him. Because he lost his job. He used to be a Pharisee. Pharisee is equivalent to a professor of theology today. So if um, people do not understand the scriptures, they would go to a Pharisee. 当了基督徒了，工作没了，没有当法律上人当了。So now that Paul had converted to Christianity, he could no longer become a Pharisee, so he lost his job.被主耶稣选召，要到处去传道。And he had been called by the Lord Jesus to evangelize everywhere.工作也很辛苦。And this job is tiring.大部分时间没有什么固定的收入。And most of time, he did not have a steady income.自己要积帐篷，自己要。and he had to support himself by making tents.很可能是为了传福音，他根本没去结婚，没有空啊，没有时间去结婚啊，组织自己的家庭。And probably for the sake of evangelizing, he did not have the time to get married to start a family.好了，后来又遇到逼迫。And next he faced persecution.甚至被下到监牢里面。And he was even he was even imprisoned.连自由都没有啊。He lost his freedom.尊严都没有。He lost his dignity.信耶稣有了什么？And what did he gain from believing in the Lord Jesus?就是。only fetters binding his hands and feet. He was often whipped. Finally, he knew that he was to be killed for the sake of the gospel. So if you look at things from this point of view, what did Paul gain from believing in the Lord? He not only gained anything good from the world, he has lost quite a lot. Yet to him, it doesn't matter. He knew what the Lord had blessed him with. The Lord Jesus had given him a hope of eternal life. Yet his path uh, his journey of faith is still a tough one. 
So how did he manage to live all these uh, all these uh, years as a Christian? And I was thinking this when he was imprisoned by himself. When he was bound in fetters and chains in this um, humid and dark prison. What gave him the strength to not give up? Let's turn to the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Here Paul has given us his answer. There is one thing that is greater than tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and sword. It is called the love of Christ. Today, for those who are sitting here, uh, if you are a parent, you will understand this. Who are you willing to bear the bitterness of life? For who are you willing to bear the bitterness of life? Perhaps for the sake of your children, you're willing to endure all of this. You may suffer from hunger, but you must feed your children. Sometimes when you see that your children are sick, you would rather that they are fine and you're the one who's sick. That is the love of a parent. The love of Jesus surpasses the love of a parent. The love of Jesus for you surpasses your love for your children. You love your children, but you only love their physical body or their physical life. The love of Jesus, he loves our soul. You love your children for their present. And our Lord Jesus loves us for eternity. The love of Jesus surpasses all. Nothing can be compared to it. We love our children. We hope that one day our children will honor us and love us. And some parents complain that my children come to SSC all week and did not even give me a call. And uh, some parents say, I've been waiting for my child to call me all week, but they only called once. Uh, uh, Alex apologized to the parents, it's not that they don't want to call you, rather we have taken away all their phones, uh, so they cannot call you. To all the students of the SSC, when you go home tonight, give your parents wow. a big hug and tell them you miss them and you love them. And make sure you hug them and embrace them for longer than five seconds. And as parents, you would probably say that all this does not matter because all the hardness is worth it. 
all your parents' request of you is to remember them. And when you grow up and you live your home and live somewhere far away from your parents, remember to call them at least once a week. And when you have made uh, your earnings, make sure that you buy gifts for your parents. This is not a requirement from your parents, although they need you to do this. But all these small gestures tell your parents that you remember them. Today, do we remember our Lord Jesus? When would we, would we remember our Lord Jesus? And I have to shake my head. Members, they would only remember the Lord Jesus when they are facing problems. And they will only come to church to pray when they are requesting for this and that. And ordinarily, how many people actually remember the Lord Jesus? When you are in good health and when you are in prosperity, how often do you remember the Lord Jesus? And the, the harder it is for Paul, the more he remembered the Lord Jesus. Because he said it is the love of the Lord Jesus that allowed him to overcome his problems. So when the business of life or the problems of life cause you to to regress in your faith, you have to remember it is the Lord Jesus who died for you on the cross. Then you would realize that you have no right to be weak in faith. That you are not worthy to be weak and that you must not leave the Lord Jesus. If you think this way, can you continue to become weak? Can you allow the Lord Jesus who has shed his blood for you to continue to worry over you? And would you continue to sin so that the Lord Jesus who loves you so much would be so sad? And no matter how busy you are, are you still able to refuse the holy work of the one who loves you? Is your life yours? Let's turn to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Here, Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. And partaking in the Holy Communion is to remember the death of Jesus. How did Jesus die? He died crucified on the cross. And he died sacrificing himself. And hence, our Lord Jesus has similar requirements of us. We have to be crucified with him. 
It is hard. 领圣餐来领的时候，唱两首诗，哭一哭，感动一下，很简单。It is easy for us to come to the Holy Communion to partake and sing a couple of hymns and we and shed some tears. 啊，有时候这种是情绪上的感动。Sometimes it is just it is just us being emotional. 你觉得主耶稣很可怜。You feel pity for the Lord Jesus. 但是这个不是主耶稣要的。But that is not what our Lord Jesus wants. 所以说不需要你可怜他。Jesus does not want us to sympathize. So, so, 要你想一想，你领了这个圣餐之后，有没有与主耶稣同钉十字架 ？Our Lord Jesus wants us to think about whether we have been crucified with Him when we partake in the Holy Communion. 我们今天不肯了，我们今天不肯做这个事。And today we refuse to be crucified with Christ. 信了主耶稣几十年了，那个老我还是这个样子。We have been a believer of the Lord Jesus for decades, yet the old self is still there. 脾气不好的人就脾气不好。And if you have a bad temper before you converted, you still have a bad temper. And if you were selfish before you converted, you are still selfish. Because you, are not, you have not been crucified on the cross, you have not crucified your old self. And this is where it upsets our Lord Jesus. So today we sit here to partake in the Holy Communion. This is also the last Holy Communion of the year 2020. It is difficult for us to foretell whether it will be the last Holy Communion for our life. 二零二三年有没有机会再领圣餐？这个世界变怎么样？没人知道啊。We don't know what will happen in 2023 and whether we will have another Holy Communion in 2023. 你有没有这个命再领下一次圣餐？你也不知道。You don't know whether you will still you would be alive to receive the Holy Communion next time. 所以我们今天领下去之前，要好好把自己钉下去。And therefore, today, before we partake in the Holy Communion, let us crucify ourselves. 主啊，赦免我。Lord, please forgive me. 我太多软弱。I carry too many weaknesses. 我这样又过了一年了。Yet this is how I pass another year. Please help me to crucify my old self. And now that now the one who is living should not be the old me. It should have been Christ living through me. And that is the teachings of the Holy Communion. Third point. And the, the Bible tells us that we should once again establish a covenant with our Lord Jesus. Let's turn to First Corinthians chapter eleven. 二十五节。Chapter eleven, verse twenty-five. 二十五节。First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-five. Twenty-five. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, "This cup is the new covenant in my blood." This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 原来主耶稣是从圣餐里跟我们立约的。In fact, our Lord Jesus established a covenant with me through the Holy Communion. 啊，立约有很多的方法。There are many ways to establish or set up a covenant. 古代的人是用石头立起来，就是立约了。And in the ancient days, people erect stones as a way of uh testifying a new covenant. 后来呢，把文字刻在石头上面。And later on, they decided to carve words onto stones. 后来发明纸张。And with the invention of paper. 写在羊皮啊，或者是草上草做的纸上面。And the covenant is written on pieces of paper or parchment. 那你要写字，你要墨水啊。To write on a piece of paper or parchment, you need ink. 啊，用墨水，用笔来立约。So with a pen and ink. 
you would set a covenant. Our Lord Jesus came into the world to establish a new covenant. Why do we call it a new covenant? Because the old covenant had been abolished. The relationship between God and us is likened to the relationship of a couple. The old covenant was abolished by humans. Because humans no longer listen to the Lord. They have betrayed God. Second to a wife betraying the husband. This shouldn't have happened. Most husbands would have said, fine, I don't want this wife anymore. But God has given humans a second chance to once again establish a new covenant. And this covenant is not established by erecting stones or written on a piece of paper. What is it written on? Rather, the covenant is written in blood, in the blood of Jesus. Can you imagine how important a covenant would be if someone shed their blood and write the covenant in blood? This means that the person is even giving you his life. On the other hand, now that we have this covenant with us, have you also offered your life to the Lord Jesus? A lot of people believe in God, yet they have not handed over their life over to God. And they still live their jolly old life. They do not understand the content of this new covenant. Our Lord Jesus gave you his life. And have you repaid him with your life? Have you completely offered your life to the Lord Jesus? If you have this understanding, then all of the problems in your lives can be resolved easily. Because everything now belongs to God. Yet, oftentimes, we cannot sacrifice ourselves. We tend to forget what we have promised to God. We have forgotten what God requires of us. Therefore, today, we have come here once again to receive the Holy Communion. It is again a reminder for us of the covenant we have established with the Lord Jesus. What is it that the Lord Jesus has required of us? Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is actually a covenant of marriage or a marriage covenant or an engagement. 2 Corinthians 11. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse two. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse two, verse two. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, yet I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Three, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceive Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
So here, Paul reminds the members once again what kind of covenant they have established. Paul says, I have betrothed you to one husband. And in the church, every brother and sister have been betrothed. Regardless of whether you are married in this world or not. If, even if your, uh, your significant other had passed away, you have now been widowed. Or that you are single or you're alive. But remember spiritually that you have been betrothed. That God is your husband. That Paul has betrothed uh, the church. So someone who has been engaged, how should they behave? I have seen um, um, uh, uh, engaged couples um, the, uh, about six months before their actual marriage. All they could think about is how they would conduct their wedding. And how they're going to dress, how they're going to do their hair. So they will be counting down to the day they get married. This is because they are anticipating that day. And it seems as if that before they get married, their, their, uh, their relationship is very strong. And they're full of anticipation. And that should have happened. If you are engaged and you still have a relationship with someone else, then that shouldn't happen. Because if you're engaged and yet you still go you still go out on dates with someone else. Or that you are engaged and yet in your cell phone you have pictures of someone else. Then how sad would your fiancés be? Our Lord Jesus is the one who's waiting to marry us. Yet our hearts are thinking about the world all the time. Isn't it true? Our cell phone, our computer, they are full of the world. And our, our time has been spent on entertainment of the world. It seems that we are the one who have turned against our uh, fiancés. Therefore, during Holy Communions, we should remind ourselves we have a covenant, we have already established a covenant that we have to become chaste virgins to Christ, that we must be pure. And therefore, every Sabbath day, I should come before the Lord and to offer Him my time. You must give your time to the Lord. You must give your heart to the Lord. And your behavior should also be turned towards God. Do not be deceived by the serpent. And therefore, remember, we have established a covenant with the Lord Jesus. And finally, the fourth point of the Holy Communion is that we must look forward to the coming of our Lord Jesus. 
We, are, we should look forward to our Lord Jesus coming again. Our lives on earth is short. It will pass with a twinkle of an eye. 2023年很快来. 2023 is fast approaching. And most people would say that we hope the world can be better tomorrow and there is peace on earth. However, if you understand the Bible, 2023 will be worse than 2022. More terrible things will happen. Because the coming of our Lord is near. But do not be afraid. To us, this is good news because our Lord Jesus is coming soon. We are waiting for the day that our Lord Jesus comes. That is why we are sitting here today to partake in the Holy Communion. Until His coming. And in the future, when we get to heavenly kingdom, we will be with Him every day. And how wonderful it is. And therefore, it is the grace of God that we can be sitting here today to partake in the Holy Communion. So this is... Uh, uh, we end the sermon on the Holy Communion. Now we're going to give thanks for the bread. This is from this is a piece of unleavened bread made with flour and water. And let us kneel down and pray in silence. In the name of Lord Jesus, I give thanks. Our merciful Lord Jesus, we give thanks to you. You have led our student spiritual convocation to be completed peacefully. You have protected the brothers and sisters in the year 2022. And according to your instructions, we are conducting the Holy Communion. And we are thinking about the love that you have offered us. You have broken your body for us. And you are bleeding from your head. Your hands and your feet are bleeding. You broke your body for us. And you have opened up a living way for us. So that our sins can be forgiven. So that we have once again a hope in eternal life. Yet we still have weaknesses in our lives, dear Lord. We do not have a pure love in our hearts. We are often being tempted by the world. We have not put you as our top priority in life. Nor have we crucified our old self. Yet we are willing to change. Yet we lack the strength to change. Lord, we have knelt before you. May your Holy Spirit move among us. According to your promise, may this piece of bread spiritualized become your flesh. 
after we have partaken it, we shall have eternal life. On the end day, so we shall be resurrected. So that our faith can be strengthened. In this new year, our Vancouver Church members can be united into one, like unto this piece of bread. We can also be pure. That we are able to remove the sins in our heart. May you also forgive us all the sins, whether they're hidden from you or not. Because we are not worthy of your holy communion. But may you please forgive us. To give us the strength to move forward. So that may all glory and honor be unto your holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Deacon Matthew to please help us with the uh, breaking of the bread. Sing hymn. Uh, number 48. And this part contains the juice of uh, grapes. This shows that our Lord Jesus broke his body and shed his blood. Let's kneel down and consecrate. In the name of Lord Jesus, we give thanks. Our Lord Jesus, we give thanks to you. You are full of mercy and grace to us. You you dwell in the ivory tower above, and yet you came down to the world. Because you have mercy and pity for us. You have witnessed that we have toiled all our lives. And we have been bound by sin. We often do things we don't want to. And all our lives we have been pursuing something that's vain. We live in sin. And we are born into sin and live in sin. And finally we die in sin. Not only that, at the end we still have to face your judgment. And we have to face an eternal punishment. Yet you love us. You came into the world as a human being. You not only brought your wonderful gospel to us, you also offer your body to us. When three nails pierce your hands and your feet, when the blood gushes out from your hands and feet, we have now received this fountain that spares our sins. And from your side, water and blood gushes out. So that our sins can be washed away. Once again, we have hope. All because you have broken your body for us. Our Lord, we carry a lot of weaknesses. Our body is willing, but our will is weak. We love ourselves more than we love you. And our faith is lukewarm. And we have a lot of complaints against you. 
And we are very、uh, pessimistic towards of, uh, serving you. But we do not wish to be weak forever. Do not wish to be weak forever. Because the days of your coming is near. We shall not despair. 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 We shall not Grape juice. Spiritualize to become your blood in the spirit. Let us experience it. 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 And for you, for your house, and for the holy work, we are willing to sacrifice more. 来报答你对我们的大爱。To repay your immense love for us. 也让我们在生活当中结出美好的果子。And so that we can also bear good fruits in our daily living. 让你的名得到荣耀。That your name may be glorified. 主啊，我们愿你垂听我们的祷告。Lord, may you please listen to our prayer. 愿一切荣耀、颂赞、尊贵都归于你的圣名。May all honor, praise be unto your holy name. 阿利路亚，阿门。阿利路亚，阿门。感谢主，我们领受了主的血。We thank God that we have partaken in the blood of our Lord Jesus. 主耶稣钉十字架的模样要常常画在我们的心里。And you should often imagine、um, the crucifixion of Christ. 每当我们被打击、被攻击的时候。Each time we are being attacked or we are under attack. 我们灰心丧志的时候。When we are disappointed and we have lost our heart. 主耶稣的十字架都要活化在我们的眼前。The Lord, the crucifixion of our Lord should、uh, appear before you. 但是主耶稣虽然为我们死。Although the Lord Jesus died for us, 但是他并没有被埋在坟墓里面。He was not buried in a tomb. 他已经复活升天了。He has been risen and is in heaven. 他已经升到神的右边。He has now standing on the right hand side of God. 天天替我们祷告。And he's interceding for us every day. 所以我们会有力量。And that is why we have the strength. 可以面对明天。We have the strength to face tomorrow. 最后我们要起起立来唱四百七十八首。Finally, let us rise to sing hymn number four hundred and seventy-eight. In Ta Huo Zhe. Because he lives.